Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. All about the mountain nymph, Sweet Liberty. A photograph by Julia Margaret Cameron, taken in 1866. Let me just say right away, I kind of have a crush on this girl. I mean, look at her with her bright, direct gaze. It feels like she's staring right back at us. It's a little disarming, honestly. Throw in a British accent and wow. I'd like to introduce you to Miss Keene, posing as the mountain nymph Sweet Liberty for the lens of Julia Margaret Cameron in June of 1866. I'll describe this photograph in detail, but if you want to see it, and you should definitely see it, follow the link in the description that takes you to a beautiful copy on the Met Museum's website or go to my blog where I'll have it posted. You can tell by the print's distinctive yellow-brown coloration that this is an albumin print in which light-sensitive chemistry is made into an emulsion and coated onto the paper using egg whites as a medium. I'm planning a future episode where I'll go into detail about what makes an albumin print. This particular print is made from a 12 by 15 inch glass negative and is pretty large at 14 and 3 16 inches by 11 and a quarter inches. There are several other copies of this photograph in various museums and they all look a little different from each other. The title comes from a Milton poem called L'Allegro, which celebrates the pleasures of life. Come and trip it as you go on the light fantastic toe and in thy right hand lead with thee the mountain nymph, Sweet Liberty. About Miss Keene, very little is known. The photographer Julia Margaret Cameron was a British photographic pioneer who was given her first camera as a gift at the age of 48, and she learned quickly that she had a natural talent. Although Cameron had no knowledge of the process and confessed that she ruined her first wet plate image by accidentally rubbing her hand over its wet, filmy surface, she caught on quickly and came to view herself as a pro. Within her first two years, she sold over 80 prints to the Victoria and Albert Museum, which is quite an accomplishment. Cameron would enlist friends, neighbors, relatives, even servants as models, dressing them in classical-styled costumes as though she were producing a play. The image of Miss Keene is a great example of that. As a connected member of society, Cameron also photographed notables like Darwin and Tennyson, who said Cameron's models were more like victims than models. Apparently, holding lengthy poses in her untidy studio was not the most pleasant experience. Even though the Victorian Albert Museum loved her prints, her photographs were not well received by everyone. Other photographers criticized her technique, calling her soft focus, blurry images lazy and improper. If you look at the Mets example, you can see the image is definitely not sharp. I'm guessing there may have been some sexism in the male photographers' reactions too. Remember, this was the mid-1800s. But even today, photographers tend to be people with strong opinions about technique and about what makes a good photograph. Cameron mailed this very copy we're looking at to her friend, Sir John Herschel, who wrote back that while she looked timid or even a little distraught, that the photograph, and I'm quoting here, is really a most astonishing piece of high relief. She is absolutely alive and thrusting out her head from the paper into the air. This is your own special style, end quote. And while I think Miss Keene looks more sleepy or bored than timid or distraught, Herschel was right in remarking that the photograph looks sculptural. Her face seems to lift off the page with a dimensional quality. I think that's partly because of the lighting. Her face is lit on one side in soft, natural window light. It's darker on the other side. 
and her long, unbrushed hair recedes into the darkness of the out-of-focus background. It's also partly because of the rapid rectilinear lens, which does add a sense of death by casting her quickly out of focus from front to back. Even though it's 149 years old, this photo feels very fresh to me. I can almost imagine it on the pages of a modern fashion magazine. And although sleepy, Miss Keene's eyes are bright and youthful. She's probably 20 years old or younger. Her bangs are a tussle of curls across her forehead. She's not wearing makeup. Hers is a natural beauty. You can detect the slightest hint of freckles on her high cheekbones. Her mouth is straight and unsmiling. Around her shoulders is a dark cloak with some type of embroidered collar. It almost looks like an inverted drapery or a rug. But the fabric is dark, and combined with a dark background, it really frames her radiant face. I encourage you to seek out and learn more about Julia Margaret Cameron's pioneering photographic work. Thanks for listening. Check out the description or go to my blog at iCatShadows.com to see my sources and to actually see the photo we're discussing here. That's all I've got for this episode. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you again real soon.